Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I, Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luca. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Good, I'm going to turn off these lights yeah. we've left on. Well, it's because we haven't got any other lights on in here, so we can't turn them all oh, off. We, what, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, they are on. Those lights on. Sorry, my mistake. Right. We're just going to be blinded by the LEDs. Blinded by the LEDs. Love uh, that song. How, uh, what's your weekend looking like? Um, I am going to a, well... We'll get on to what we're doing in a couple of hours. But my weekend, personally, is a Saturday of craft beer and rock music at... My friend contacted me about this, said, do you want to go a few weeks ago? I was like, uh, where is it? It's across the canal from oh. our work. It is literally two minutes walk from our office. Nice. So uh, I'm going to go there tomorrow, get drunk. And, uh, you know, probably pass out in our next little canal. Lovely stuff. Perfect. And then, and then I'm just going to worry about the Prince Charles thing. <laughs> and I blocked out all of Sunday to worry about going live on stage. Yeah, you do get a bit nervous about it, don't you? Mm. you get a bit like when you like backstage at MediaCon, oh, you were you were a bag of nerves. And Saturday. I don't think like I was really scared all of Saturday. Mm. Uh, yeah, I do. I do envy you. It doesn't seem to phase you at all it's a bit of fun though isn't it mate it's all right oh, I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like i enjoy it when i'm up there <laughs> i'm still I, I haven't got to that place yet i've never that was the first live on stage stuff i've ever done mm. at MediaCom. yeah have you have you done more yeah i mean i've, I've hosted screenings at the prince charles mm. before um i mean i used to be a, an actor so i used to tread to the boards used to be a musician so let's, I... let's dive into this when you say that because you do bring it up a bit mm. what do you mean what do you mean you used to be an actor so when i was a uh, child and a teenager uh-huh. i used to do uh, acting classes outside of school uh-huh. so i used to do it was like not so much an after school activity thing it was like a like a community run thing and then we would put on productions and we would like rent out um, buildings, sell tickets, and put on acting shows, like plays, as they're more oftenly called. What's the most celebrated Luke Owen performance from those early we years? We did a, I, can now, I can't remember the name of the play. And it's really annoying because I wanted to, uh, I was going to, my sister in law is an actor, so I wanted to tell her about it. Um, but I did do a parody of 
um, detective movies from like the film noir era, mm. and I played the detective uh, in that. The lead. The, uh, yeah, I was the lead. I was often the lead uh, in oh, these wow. uh, uh, plays. I also did uh, one which was about a uh, substitute teacher who goes into school. Like the way that the play is written, it's only meant to be present like done by three actors playing various different roles. Mm. But we had a much larger group to play with, so we all had different roles, and I played the the lead of that. Um, and it was the yeah the substitute. So I got I got mon- I got all the monologues. I got big monologues to do in that. And on one of those performances, because that was the first time I ever did a uh, a play that was over two nights. So we would do like we did a, a, a matinee. We did a matinee, an evening show, and then an evening show the following day. And um, I forgot. Oh, I, I didn't forget, but I got my monologues mixed up because they came right after the other. It's like they, this guy has this sort of passionate oh, no. speech about what it means to be a teacher. And he says these things, and then another teacher says, like, oh, but what about this? And then he has another thing. And it was halfway through the monologue, I suddenly realized, like, I'm doing the second one. But I need to keep going, because I need to make this feel natural. And so when the guy, he was absolutely brilliant, he knew, he realized what I'd done, so he fed me a different line, Mm. so I could do the first monologue. Oh, that's good. It was good. So we worked very well on that. If only... uh women wrestlers in WWE <laughs> were adept at working round I things mean, that go wrong. Essentially, I just went up and said, she went, ba, 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 I said wrong bit. This is the later <laughs> segment. So yeah, uh, so I used, yeah, I used to do quite a lot of oh, acting. I didn't know, never knew that. Never yeah. knew that. You see, you say you used to tread the boards. Mm-hmm. But this has never come up in conversation. <laughs> when did he use the, I know your, I know your career history. Yeah. Like uni, not Vodafone, but Yellow Pages or something was yeah, it? Yes, so you used to work for the Yellow Pages. Yeah, and yeah. then your golf thing, mm-hmm. and then this was just then, a hobby. Then, and I was like, but "Where did?" Yeah, yeah. This oh, was it was before I went to university as well. Like I didn't join any of the drama clubs when I was at university because I went into student radio instead. Mm. That was more where I wanted to, to go, um, which is what led me here. And really. and that sort of built up your resilience. To yeah, to, I mean, to stage it, stage. I, I've never really had. I've never really overcome with stage fright. Even when I was a child, doing these sort of like. You know, acting performances. I never really got stage fright or anything like that, or nervousness. I just was like, "This is going to be really fun." Just completely oblivious to failure. <laughs> Look at you, just smiling. This there. is why. Well, this is why I'm. This is why I'm so good at my job. Is because I don't care if it comes across. Like, I don't care if I fail. Like, if I fail, I'll just get up and just do it again. Be all right. I don't necessarily care that I. It's not the. That's not where the pant. The the dread fear comes in. It's it's more paralyzing than that. <laughs> I, I can't. There's no there's no thought process of oh what if I fail. Mm-hmm. It is literally just being up there. Yeah. is what gets me, gets me. Uh, well, worried. you're not going to be able to see the people in the crowd because the lights will be shining up on you. So like you'll be you'll there. be the most illuminated thing there, and everyone will just be staring at you. You just won't be able to see them. I'm far more comfortable in a group of six to seven people because you're such a charismatic guy <laughs> like you're so charismatic and you're so watchable it just seems really weird then that you're like i don't want to i don't want people to actually watch me do the thing but i, I, I thank you i i sort of learned that trade literally by myself in a room and then editing my own rushes then, <laughs> i need to shout a bit more next week i'm not gonna move my hands that way <laughs> boy my head looks big I'm going to turn to that side slightly. (laughs) 
Uh, before we crack on with the show, this, uh, again, is one of those emails that slipped through the cracks because I misfiled it under crap gimmicks when actually it was a WrestleTalk Get Better. Through the butt crack. Sorry about this, Callum Rever. So I do apologize that you sent me this email in July and I'm now only reading it in the <laughs> middle of November. Uh, I know you get inundated with emails, so I hope you have time to read mine. So sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I just wanted to first say a big thank you. I fell in love with wrestling when I was 12 years old when Rey Mysterio won the 2006 Royal Rumble. Since then, I've been fixated on watching wrestlers like William Regal, Finley, Doug Williams, Mr. Kennedy, and The Miz. I know, it's an odd selection. Hmm. I was completely taken into this world from a young age. However, at the 2014 Royal Rumble, I lost interest in all of wrestling and took some time off. What was the 20... Oh, it was The it was Rock. Brian, wasn't it? Uh, uh, Rock and CM Punk, yeah. It's when uh, Rock won the title. Oh, that was... Uh, was that, that Royal was... Rumble 2013? I think 2014 was Brian not coming out. Oh, man. Pretty oh, sure, no. and it was it was Rey Mysterio coming in at number thirty. Oh no! I say it's Royal Rumble 2014 in my news today. Uh-oh. Oh, I need to email my editor. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, back to the email. Oh, that's annoying. Uh, later in 2016, a friend of mine was talking about how Goldberg beat Lesnar in 86 seconds. Upon hearing this, I ran to YouTube to check this out and found Mr. Ollie Davis. Since that moment, I was hooked on WrestleTalk. Looking back at previous videos and from this, I fell back in love with wrestling, even to the point where my girlfriend watches the show with me and will go out of uh, her way to watch her bae, Braun Strowman. So I wanted to share a big thank you for that. Additionally, I've also been joining in WrestleTalk Get Better. On New Year's Day, I decided I'm going to make one last attempt to become a wrestler after seriously damaging my knee in my teens since my since new year's day i've gone from 15 stone nine pounds to 13 stone two pounds as of july 19th i've now joined a gym and a personal trainer friend uh tra- personal trainer friend of mine has been teaching me a few crossfit tips to help me get the most out of it in january at the latest i plan to join the ngw wrestling school <gasps> and will push to have at least one match in my life hearing you two become better made me proud to be a member of the swap nation lastly i want to say a big thank you to both you because of you two bringing wrestling back into my life again i'm in the best shape of my life i've created twitter email and instagram accounts for myself under my wrestling dream name even using my first email to say thank you keep up the consistent work his real name is thomas staples from scunthorpe england but what's his wrestler name callum rever callum rever so we'll keep an eye out for callum rever because we've got uh, we know the- well ngw are a great promotion yeah. that's a fantastic place to train uh, I don't know who the head trainer is up there at the moment, but is it Rampage? Well, Rampage has got his own school, hasn't he? But I imagine he's still doing stuff with NGW. Yeah, well, well, that's a great place to learn how to wrestle. Yes. They've got a great community up there. Absolutely. And uh, let us know how it gets on as well. Yes, and again, apologies for reading that so late. Uh, we've got another WrestleTalk Get Better here from Daryl oh, no, Perry. We need, to, we need to move on. Yeah. With the show. Okay, well, we'll do it in the outro. Look, my phone's died, so Luke can't see the time. I've actually got one up. You've got it? Yes, it's... It's such a short one. We'd have got it done. Uh, I'm conscious because we need to go to Rev Pro. I totally would have got finish that. And finish Ramble Club. I'd have got that done. Anyway, we'll do it in the outro. Here's the show. So, CM Punk. We talked about this on SmackDown's review mm-hmm. uh, on our Wednesday episode because there were some CM Punk chants when Shane McMahon came out didn't turn heel well someone pointed out that we missed a crucial part of that segment okay uh we both did and uh, i went back and i was like surely that that can't be right and it isn't in the wwe.com uh the like the youtube version of it but i went Hmm. back and i watched the original feed when Paige is posing with the photograph shane essentially snatches the cup out of her hands to pose on his own with it huh that 
would be a subtle heel move. Hmm. Like, I love slow burns. I love subtlety and wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that might be too subtle because we both missed it. And our job is to review these shows. Well, I think it is more subtle. And that's a good kind of subtle because I'm glad that we it was something that was addressed to us and we were able to go back. Or at least I was able to go back and rewatch it. And actually, I thought it was a really cool moment. I just mm. happened to miss it first time round. But I prefer that to... Do you remember the subtle humour they did with The Shield where... Baron one is like press charges on them or something. Yes. And a, a cop just happened to help them. But he was wearing a badge that said Ambrose, suggesting that he was like Ambrose's brother or cousin or something. And everyone was like, you guys are idiots. He was wearing a name badge. That was far too subtle. Okay. Well, I just think after the really in your face crown jewel angle, to go like one frame of subtlety isn't... isn't isn't a good next step in telling the story. I liked it. But on second watch. what happened was because no, Shane McMahon won the World Cup to determine the best in the world, a lot of people started chanting CM Punk. And that's because CM Punk's whole thing was I'm the best in the world. Like, best in the world. That was on his T-shirt. I had that T-shirt. I'm a mark. And people have... Like, a bunch of websites have speculated that this is the start of a CM Punk storyline to return to WWE to feud with Shane McMahon. Culminating in a match at WrestleMania. Mm. I, I mean, I think it's a load of hogwash. Yes. Gobbledygook, Poppycock, um, Balderdash, and all other sundries. I think it's a load of codswallop. There, there has been like... The, it's kind of one of those stories where someone... Someone did a, like a quite obvious form of speculation. It was comic book. Best in the world. What was it? Was it specifically comic I, book? Well, when I was doing the research for it today in my news episode, yeah, um, the Mecca News, which went up on Friday, I believe it was comic book that did the original article, and mm. then a lot of people have gone off from that, saying that well, I think comic book reported this when really it's just based on speculation it's and an article. Yeah, like like an, an opinion piece that's been spun into that because no credible. Places like I'm talking Wrestle Votes, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, PW Insider, Pro Wrestling Torch, uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet. Say what you want about Dave Meltzer and various dirt sheets. They have proven track records of stuff. Absolutely. And if only one of them is reporting something, you're like, okay, you know, I'll t- I'll take this for what it is. If a bunch of them are reporting it, you're like, well, this is obviously true. Like the big cast stuff that happened earlier this year, everyone with all their different sources was telling the same tale. But then when none of them are reporting it, and it's you can't even track down the original thing of the source. I'd say like David Bixon's span of uh, SE Scoops and Fightful, they're also really good. Just don't, don't want to leave any names out. There's loads of, loads of great sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like when you don't leave... This has come from nowhere. It hasn't even come from Justin Barrasso of Sports <laughs> Illustrated. <laughs> <laughs> and like... Like we like Barrasso, he he his column on Sports Illustrated is very good, but he got everything wrong this year. He I, he has got a source within WWE that is feeding him false information, so that WWE can discredit all dirt sheet writers. Really, it's quite genius because what he is being told is like it sounds credible it sounds like it could be possible it could have been Rey Mysterio versus John Cena at Wrestlemania it could have been Rey Mysterio as Ronda's partner at Wrestlemania 
it wasn't. Ray wasn't even there. But it all sounds like it's very credible stuff. And I, that that's my... I'm putting my tinfoil hat on. That's my theory. Yeah. That, that yeah. WWE have given him bad information on purpose because they can then go, told you Dave Meltzer's full of rubbish. Yeah, because like... That's what the, they love to do. All these wrestling news sites, like they have their sources... And you've, I, I find it fascinating. Like those sources are going to have their own agendas. Mm-hmm. So even though, like you know, Mike Johnson or, or Dave Meltzer believes their sources, or at least says, "Hey, this is what a source has told me," and usually, you know, journalistic integrity means you corroborate that with other sources. Uh, to and then you're like, "Okay, there is something to this." They, there's not even a source, but those sources have their own agendas. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't like Braun Strowman. Let's just say that this is a story that's come out this week. Braun Strowman has backstage heat. He's getting a spot that I think I should have. Uh, So I'm just going to tell a few of these sites that Braun Strowman doesn't turn up on time. And even though, you know, there might not be any heat on him and he does turn up late a few times, maybe that will start the snowball. And then you'll, you'll sort of bury that person down. So... But not even that is happening. With yeah. the, that's what the larger thing is. Not even that is happening with this punk story. It's just someone has taken the best in the world tagline from the World Cup at Crown Jewel and spun that out into its own monster. Yes, because the other side of this story is that the reason why it was called the World Cup to determine the best in the world and the reason why the commentators were hammering that home so much is because the plan all along was for Shane to win. He was not meant to be a part of the tournament. So you were meant to go like, well, that's a load of gubbins because he wasn't part of the tournament, yet he's won. And now Shane McMahon's the best in the world. Cultaholic are going to do a video where they overreact to it. That's what they were on. That's what they were after. They wanted people like us. I mean, granted, I don't think we gave them the reaction they wanted because we laughed the whole thing. Thought it was really it's, funny. It's hilarious. And infuriating. Infuriating. Not- but I overrode it with laughter mm. because it was, at the same time, hilarious i just thought it was nepotism i thought it was nepotism gone mad as opposed to we're trying to work you into hating this which is laurie brilliantly pointed out that's perfect for a saudi arabian pay-per-view <laughs> yeah. like they love nepotism <laughs> hey, what a finish so yeah so the, the idea was that shane would then slowly turn heel he would start to buy into this idea that he is quote the best in the world and it will create this arrogant persona and that will then lead into some WrestleMania matches because, of course, Shane's got to have his WrestleMania match. And also SmackDown moving to Fox. The McMahons think, well, the best way to make engaging television in 2018 is to have a McMahon heel authority figure. That's what worked for them before. That's why their ratings are down at the moment because they don't have a McMahon authority figure, a heel McMahon authority figure because Stephanie's not around at the moment. She hasn't really been around since Mania. So... That's why ratings are crumbling. These are views that we don't agree with. Absolutely this is just not. this is just what is supposedly the McMahon and management's idea behind booking wrestling shows. Uh but but so yeah, like the, that's that CM Punk does not factor into any of those plans. Absolutely not. It's just a way to position Shane more strongly for when SmackDown moves to Fox next year. If if these plans even happen. But to backtrack from the World Cup thing even further, the World Cup tournament that wasn't even designed for, for, like, that wasn't all oh, that's used this to turn Shane McMahon heel and retroactively book a World Cup. Reportedly, from WrestleTalk, the reason that the World Cup was in Crown Jewel in the first place was because Saudi Arabia were jealous of Qatar, who were hosting the Football World Cup in, or, or Soccer World Cup in 2020? Yes. Yes. And or is it Russia 2020? 
Hold so on. maybe it's 2020. 2024. 2024. It's one of the next ones which totally happened above board and was in no way bribed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that football and the inner workings of football politics are all above board. Oh, yeah. Everyone is just really upfront and honest about everything. No one is buying people off in the uh, in the upper echelons. They're good guys in that football game. It is uh, Qatar yeah. 2022. Yeah, they're good guys in that football game. Much better than us. Yep, Much absolutely. better than us in our in our wrestling world mm-hmm. yeah the, the politics and I'm backstage an, infighting is just a thing in wrestling I'm, it's nowhere else I'm an idiot I just said it was, it's going to be Russia 2020 we just had the it was this year, it was this yeah. year. I'm an absolute idiot I watched one game in a pub <laughs> oh we god I went we, to the freaking so we watched it together park. we yeah. watched it at Hyde Park <laughs> yeah it's coming home it was a great day uh, but yeah so because Qatar had that apparently Saudi Arabia were quite annoyed and jealous of that because politics and infighting there's various I mean, I'm not going to go into the Middle Eastern situation and various conflicts between the the kingdoms there. But Saudi Arabia were like, huh, well, we can do a World Cup and it's going to be the best one ever. Yeah, because it determines the best in the world. Yeah, because it's such a clunky (laughs) phrase. That didn't come, like, as clunky as WWE phrases are, at least they kind of make sense. It doesn't sound like it's been backwardsly translated from Japanese. (laughs) Apart from it's the one night of the year when Raw and SmackDown starts go head-to-head in direct competition. But that is, I'll be honest, that to me sounds clunkier than the World Cup to determine the best in the world. But I think it makes sense more in the English language. (laughs) The World Cup to determine the best in the world repeats its own like it's I, okay, I get it. Itself. It's a World Cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to. Don't need an explanation of it. With all Americans. Yeah. Uh, so yes, even the World Cup format idea before the Shane McMahon heel turn plans that was in no way linked to CM Punk. Of course, we could be sitting here in two weeks' time after Survivor Series and go, "Hey, humble pie." Yeah, humble pie. We did not see Punk returning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other side to this story as well is that it was announced uh, on Thursday that CM Punk is now going to be moving into a commentator role for CFFC. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what the, I can't remember what it stands for. It's like Cage Fighting fighting championships or something cage fighting fighting championships yeah cage yeah. full of fighting championships maybe yeah, that's what it is cage full yeah a cage full of fighting championships can, can we get some really fun acronyms please yes. in the comments but that, cffc they're ho- holding their first ever event on the ufc fight pass it's kind of like ufc's version of nxt it's kind of like a bit of a developmental system mm. and like kimbo slice started oh in so C- it is a ufc yeah so it's on it's on right. um on fight pass on december ah. 14th on my birthday uh, and CM Punk is going to be doing the color commentary for that. So there are theories and speculation that he might be posi- like positioning himself out of the octagon after his stellar UFC run and uh, <laughs> move into a commentator's desk instead. That was so bitchy. <laughs> someone said, oh my God, I, I made a bit of a joke about it last week. And someone was like, so unnecessary for you to keep bringing up CM Punk's MMA record. Mm. It's not even related to this story. It's... The reason why he's not in the octagon, probably. Uh, it's, but it's interesting to see him take this role. Of course, he's sticking with MMA. He has said after the trial, never say never. He said that. But then, because we all jumped on that, he then said unequivocally, I am not returning to wrestling. I, that part of my life is done with. And he's like, this is a guy who is straight edge. That's a pretty extreme lifestyle to have in terms of commitment and I think he seemed—he strikes me as the kind of guy that when he makes a decision, 
he's going to stick to it. He's going to stick to it. And yeah. he's, he's trying to do his acting and things like that. So I think he's got other hashtag other projects that he'd rather be doing than wrestling. So he, st- he starred in the recently a horror movie with the... Uh, with Those AJ Lee twi- as well. The, the, oh, the Soska twins. The Soska twins, a female directing duo. Of American Mary, which is a great film. Yeah, and... Like that, like he could be perfectly suited. I haven't seen his performance in it, but he could be perfectly suited as a kind of featured player in those director DVD horror they, movies. They've directed wrestlers as well. Yeah, they did uh, that Big Show movie mm. where he fought um, Superman. I want to say Hard Pound. <laughs> I'm just going to call it Hard Pound. Uh, but also, he's he's doing not just acting stuff, but hosting stuff. He's doing the commentary role here. He was also the commentator. For Beastmaster. Oh, yes, yes, On he was. Netflix, yeah, yeah. Uh, so as was Stu Bennett, Wade Barrett. I don't think they were, to, were, they, they I weren't together. I don't think they were together. No, because no, Wade Barrett was on the English commentary team. Yes. They have, like, commentary teams by country. It's ridiculously overproduced. <laughs> I've <laughs> never seen it. It's extreme, is it, is it like American Ninja Warrior? Yeah, but the... American all, Ninja Warrior, which sounds like a, a canon movie from the 1980s. <laughs> everything, it takes place in this giant beast... Beast structure. What? Yeah, it's enormous, and you've got all the the what, obstacles levels? in there. No, it's it's more of a through thing. But at the end, you have to scale the height of the beast. And <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, it's like his production company. No way. He just has an intro and outro. He's like, "This is the thing. This is gonna happen." As well, uh, here it is. And then you don't see him for the rest. Slow, slow walking. Yeah, and then the rest of the show has nothing of him. And then at the end, what that would be, master. This must have just happened. It's not Lou Ferrigno. It's just a lie. That's much better. You reckon? That's a much better slice alone. Sorry. Uh, So what you're saying, it's not like Steve Austin is on the Broken Skull Challenge. I'm Steve Austin, my Broken Skull Challenge. He's the best thing about that show. It's wonderful television because he's on it. Second place is a piece of ass. So this is just a very long way (laughs) of reiterating... That CM, we don't think CM Punk, like definitely not this instance, definitely not the World Cup and Shane McMahon stuff. As we said on the SmackDown episode, like if that's the way you're bringing CM Punk back, I don't want any part of it. But also, a long like looking ahead, I don't think he's if he ever returns, it won't be for five Russell Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, Beyond the Mat. Since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, it, it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. Ollie L. Bakedor and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along, as well as record a live episode of the podcast with your Q's and RAs. You make it sound like you don't even want to live. There's time to know. But this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat, no, no, no. This will be a wrestler-long screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes, and bring your chance. He's got a pew! He's got a pew! It's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestler-long screening of Beyond the Mat, along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets are available 
available now from PrinceCharlesCinema.com, but they are going fast. I gave up Wall Street for Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. On Tuesday evening, we are going to be live in London. No, not just like a little pub in Kilburn or in the, your friend's youth centre in Bethnal Green. I play D&D in Kilburn. Huh. Fun fact. We are going to be in Leicester Square. That's legit. That's like the English Times Square. You can see Piccadilly Circus from it. Becky Lynch was in Piccadilly Circus on Thursday. That's where they have film premieres for the big Odeon. That big on screens you Square. see in every movie where they're trying to represent London. That's Piccadilly Circus. That's Leicester Square. And we are going to be on one of the side streets of Leicester Square mm. in the Prince Charles Cinema, the greatest cinema in the United Kingdom. In the world. And we will be host... I haven't been... I can't vouch for that. Well, I mean, that's what that's I've been to a fair few cinemas and they England and that's my favourite but Fair I can't enough. like the world's a big place man we have a we need a world cup of cinema <laughs> to determine the best cinema in the world uh, but we're going to be there on Tuesday and we're going to host a wrestle along screening of Beyond the Mat arguably the greatest wrestling movie made of all time up Absolutely. there with fictional The Wrestler by mm-hmm. Aronofsky I would say and Wrestling with Shadows and, those are my three favourites and Mr Nanny uh, of the, course, the Hulk Hogan comedy. Of ready course. to rumble. Yeah, ready for to the rumble. Lols. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. a that's a good fight. <laughs> that's a good, that's top. a good top fight. <laughs> so we're going to be hosting a screening of that. We're going to do a meet and greet in the bar beforehand at seven thirty. Film starts at eight thirty. 
it'll come off air. We, we're going to have a raw overrun of about 15 minutes, and then we're going to do a live Wrestle Ramble on stage reviewing the film. It's going to be excellent. Everyone should come along. Absolutely, yeah. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets now. The mm. Prince Charles Cinema website. At, oh, not only that, but we've got the director of the film, Barry Blaustein, has recorded us a special introduction for the movie. It's only going to be seen there. And... We are not sure whether the podcast that we record after the film, because we're going to be doing a live episode of Wrestle Ramble, is going to be released. Some technical things. Well, it's not like we don't want to release it, but it just might not be able to be. So the only way you're going to be able to see this is if you come on down to see us. Yes. And we're, this, we're going to do a bit of discussion on air now mm-hmm. because we haven't seen each other all day. I've been elsewhere being business. busy. Business, business, business. 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 But um, we need... We, it's a wrestle along. Yes. And I feel like we haven't got enough gimmicks in in the watching act of the movie. Well, also, you recently rewatched it. Mm-hmm. And because we had this idea of doing a wrestle along where we're like, we'll do chants throughout the film and we'll have like some games that we can play while the film is going on. We're going to bring the, the atmosphere of a wrestling show to a cinema screen. And then you reminded me, because it's been a while since I've seen it. That the film gets a bit dour oh. in the in the second half, <laughs> and maybe chants aren't really appropriate. Yeah, so I was like, I was writing down all these ideas. I was like, yeah, this will be a fun chant. This will be a fun chant. And then, oh, Jake the Snake Roberts <laughs> is taking crack. But it, it, he's better now. Yeah, but I, it's really emotionally affecting. I know, but and the end of the you said there's a bit in the at the end of the film. It's not spoilers. It's the end of Royal Rumble 1999, where the Rock just hits. Mick Foley over the head again and again and again with a chair. It cuts to Noel Foley. Oh, and Dewey as, Foley. And Dewey Foley at ringside burying their heads in their mother's arms. Just they are crying. crying. That's not a wrestling angle. That's real. And it is absolutely, it is so sad. It is so sad and emotionally affecting to watch it. What does Luke pitch to me? Let's have everyone counting <laughs> along with the chair shots. <laughs> Rewatch the movie, Luke. <laughs> completely forgot. It's not, not appropriate. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. Uh, imagine <laughs> when we get to ten, uh, <laughs> as they're c- carrying Noel out. Sorry, right, mixed fine as well, mostly. Okay, so we need ideas. <laughs> we need ideas for participation in the comments. Uh, we're kind of outsourcing this to you. Also, bring signs. Yes, we'll have a sign competition. Best sign gets a prize. Haven't figured out what yet, but that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Any other bit? Uh, just get your tickets it's going to be a, a real good lark um, we might even go for some drinks afterwards because there are plenty of pubs nearby it's Leicester Square for gold's sake so we may even go to like a a, a, a Weatherspoons a boozer a boozer afterwards and have a couple of drinks and it'd be really excellent to hang out with Swaff Nation and Pledge Hammers alike and we're, we're really really looking forward to meeting everyone <laughs> It's time for Crap Gimmicks. If you're thinking to yourself, what the heck is a Crap Gimmick? Crap Gimmicks is a section that we do here every single Saturday on the Wrestle Ramble where you, the SWAF Nation, submit to us your Crap Gimmicks and then we, the owners and promoters of Crap Gimmick Wrestling, will decide if we want to sign them. We only sign one per week. Sometimes we might not sign any. If you're thinking, well, what is a Crap Gimmick? We like to think of it of that 90s era WWF. You are a wrestler and a blank or you can be more abstract. If you want to submit your suggestions to the Crap Gimmick roster all you have to do is email luke at wrestletalk.com one more time luke at wrestletalk.com massive backlog 
you know, disclaimer, massive backlog. We're currently at the end of July. We're July 21st is where we currently are at the moment with this. So oh, we've still got a lot to get through. Diamond Dave, uh, his submission is... You ready? Are you going to do some business emails? I, well, it's just because the merch for the event... Uh, <laughs> we need, this, could could said, this not wait? Well, it says within the hour. Okay, I can do crap gimmicks. Okay, we're, <laughs> we're, we're against it to get merch. We're going to a Rove Pro show tonight as well, so we're really trying to condense all of our work into to where we can. So anyway, Diamond Dave has suggested. My crap gimmick suggestion is Spielman, Brown, and Olsen, a three-man tag team of wrestling lawyers who specialize <laughs> in representing people injured in the workplace. Spotting a gap in the market, they have moved into wrestling to represent the many, the many backstage staff, security men, and law enforcers who are routinely beaten up and injured by wrestlers in backstage segments. That's already really good all it takes is for a grumpy heel to throw a, a floor manager into plywood and spielman brown and olsen will be handing out an ultimatum <laughs> settle out of court or settle in the ring uh, coming out to the ring in full legal gowns and wigs they serve out justice using Freebird legal guidelines their finisher is a shield-like three-man powerbomb called breach of the peace however <laughs> they have a three-man submission hold a full nelson and two heel hooks which they reverse for attempted murder such as case of tipping over ambulances or setting fire to your brother this is called case dismissed the commentators loudly refer to them as the dogs of fairness i really like this uh i feel like there's something missing though when you said they come down in the full that's like english law regalia with the wigs and the gowns mm -hmm. when you said like a because it's kind of like a a compensation claims thing I, I pictured in my head. More like the CPC as opposed to the Crown Prosecution Service as opposed to the CPS rather than like law law. Mm. Yeah, so I, I saw this more as your better call souls. Your Lionel Hutz. Yeah, over at so an, an American act. Yes. Especially with like the three names. Although like have you been injured in the workplace? That feels like a very British thing. I mean, imagine, imagine it's an but American. it's from America well. like that whole suing uh, culture. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, so... And and just uh, yeah, I do really. It's such a good idea, but I just think the concept needs more development. Mm. Okay, okay, carry on. So Brian Farrell on July twenty first has suggested at the real Olivia McNeil. Olivia is an Instagram model who is wrestling to up her uh, popularity. She uses hip words like clout or whatever the trend is, and has a typical look of an attitude clout. era female. Brackets what Vince likes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if that's what uh, Instagram models are using at the moment. I think they more use the word brand. Clout? Yeah. You know, clout. I know what the word means, but is it like a... Does it have another Instagram meaning? Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, being famous and having influence. Well, there you go. Should, should, we, uh, should we use this in a sentence? Mm -hmm. Wow. Rice, Mitch and Banks have hella clout. Well, I mean, they certainly do. So, Dictionary corner, turns yeah. out that we are over 30 and we don't know anything that the kids are into these days. You know Fleek? Y yes. I... I've never heard Fleek. No, you hadn't, because we talked about this with The Apprentice yeah. using it last week. Great episode of The Apprentice this week, BT Dubs. We haven't discussed that yet. <laughs> um, anyway, where are we? She has the typical look of an attitude era female that Vince likes. She is accompanied to the ring by a man dubbed The Editor, who takes pictures of her when her opponent is down, which she looks at and sees if it's good enough to put up on her Instagram account. That's if not, good. she'll take another, which can lead to the opponent taking the advantage. Her music is typical... I like this. Her music is typical model music. 
What would you say is typical model music? Okay, so it could be like a Tyler Breeze where it's sort of a fashion yeah. runway, something quite... Uh, look in my eyes yeah, like when that. you look at me. Or it could be Mandy Rose, which is, is more, like, model mu- it's more like low rent porn. It does, it, yeah. Um, where are we? Uh, a music is typical model music, and her fishnet is the nose job, which is a double underhook face buster. She also uses Tyler Breeze's beauty shot and the timeline, which is a spear to the uh, her, the back of her opponents while they are in the corner. I like. I really started out liking this, but then it went off in a in a direction I think is outdated. Not in an offensive way. I just think I, you're stuck on the attitude era presentation of women for for an Instagram gimmick. Whereas maybe it's just the sort of Instagram lady I find myself on. <laughs> but they are all like fitness Instagram people, mm-hmm. and they've got the butts and they're poking out and they do all those things. Yeah, and it's not as it's not as like fake boobs, blonde hair stuff. It's more. We um, oh. it's an, I, it's well, okay. Difficult. So I I I'm not on Instagram. I don't. <coughs> I, I I guess the Instagram is a bit like Twitter for pictures. That's pretty much what I can gather. Um, but I, I've no need to to have another social media feed. I barely use the ones that I've got. Um, <laughs> what? Well, t- Twitter is the only one I'll use because I'm I'd really say on you barely used use Twitter quite a lot. <laughs> I use it once a week. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sometimes people reply to you. Yeah. Um, but we yesterday, someone sent us a message to uh, say like, hey guys, why don't you get a, uh, a female presenter on board? Why don't you follow WWE's mentality at the moment and have a female presenter? And I was like, given the comments that my cousin got for having a picture uh, or the picture of my cousin in Monday's News, I'm just not sure some of our audience are ready for that yet. But someone got in touch with me on Twitter to recommend an Instagram model because mm. apparently she's a big wrestling fan. Did you click on that link? I clicked it to see where she's based. Birmingham. So, no. I clicked on the link and scrolled a little bit more. Yeah? It's mainly nude stuff she does. Oh, really? There's a lot of nude stuff on Is that, that. what Instagram people do? I don't know. I th- I th- it depends what approach you take. Hmm. Uh, but So, my idea of an Instagram model is, is like the, the girl in the gym outfit who goes to the gym with loads of makeup on and sticks her butt out and doesn't actually do anything. So you, you want but they take photos near gym equipment a lot. So you want Celeste Bonin? No, but she she works out, bro. <laughs> She's she li- she lifts all the time. Dare you. <laughs> right, and finally, Sam McEwen has emailed in on July twenty second to say, "Hi guys, really enjoy the show. Here's my crap gimmick. He Liam." He, Liam, is a balloon salesman who is a large man that wrestles in a bright rubber clothing each and every week. His theme music will be 99 red balloons. However, the clothing is not too tight as he's afraid of getting pins and needles. He comes down to the ring with a wheeled stand, uh, which has tons and tons of helium balloons, giving them out to the kids on the way. Imagine the merch sales. Despite being a very large man, he is agile and billed at only 150 pounds and and proves this by being light on his feet too. Uh. This is the bit I like. His promo, his promo in ringed involve him taking a large gasp of the helium balloon and does his promo in the high voice that normally is associated with t- uh, taking helium balloons. He does this after every sentence. When he debuts, he can put in dominant squash matches that the commentator will call pop matches. The issue is that with he Liam, uh, he Liam, the longer he is out there in the ring, the more deflated he looks. His finishing move is a top rope senton called the lead balloon. I didn't start out liking that. Oh yeah. This is, but I ended. I th- I thought it ended very strong. 
Uh, whereas the other two gimmicks, I started out loving, but I, I felt like they went off. But this won me over. Why isn't it called Heal Liam, though? Because it's Helium. Yeah, I know, you can do, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Heal Liam <laughs> is... But it doesn't sound like Helium. It does, if you say no, you Helium. 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 Helium does not sound like Helium. But Helium isn't a word. Like it's... <laughs> well, Liam is a word. Liam, but, but you just Liam put is a Liam name. We have a writer it. called Liam. I, I know Liam's a word, but having H-E-E hyphen in front of it... Yeah, I think it works. I don't think that works. Also, you missed out Cheap Pops... <laughs> yes. Which is, you know, it's like every. It's great to be here in Milwaukee, and you just can <laughs> pop one of the balloons as everyone cheers. But if he's a heel, yeah, it's, it's confusing. I think he has to be a baby face. I am. Um, I love the idea. So the promo delivery in the high pitch voice, mm -hmm. really like. Uh, and I also like the fact that he gets deflated throughout the match. Yeah, lead balloon finish, and that he's really big, but doesn't weigh anything. Yes. That's that's quite ingenious. But out of the out of the three, I don't think any they're all like good, but I don't think any are, are roster worthy this week. I would make a pitch for Helium. Um I I think he there's something we can do with him. You you're really passionate about that. Really's a strong word. Okay, I just you got, we've got to maintain <laughs> crap standards. We can't. You're, just... you're right, but I think that he Liam does. Um, he does facilitate all of the crap standards that we want. He fulfills. Just, that's what I was. I asking. can't see him on the roster. Like when we've got the orange. <laughs> oh, oh yes. Yeah, like like visually, I can't really differentiate them in my head. Yeah, maybe we need to put like a big like numbers on him if it comes out for people's birthdays. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a developmental contract. Developmental. Yeah. Not not you're not getting a card made. And if you want to send in a mailbag question, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon at any dollar amount and leave your question in our awesome community segment. Segment section. This one comes in from Josh Lee. My question is, who do you think is severely underrated, not just by higher ups, but also fans? Huh. When I say this, I mean we all believe Russo at Rusev, Russo, Russo is not underutilized. Uh, Rusev and Cesaro are being underutilized and underrated by WWE management, but all the fans really like them. I really like Fabian Eichner in NXT. I think he's quick and powerful and has such deceptive strength for a man with his speed. He is exactly the kind of wrestler a lot of us like in 2018, and yet he doesn't get the love he deserves. Massive fan, keep up the good work, Ollie, Luke, and Laurie. That is from Josh Lee. So the first name that sprung to mind, because it's difficult to find someone who neither side likes. It seems to be quite a definitive mm -hmm. down the middle. Either management loves them because you're big, and that's all you've got going for you, or because if you're working for WWE, you're going to be pretty good. Uh... Or, or, or your, uh, but that's to say, like, hmm. mm, so the, I mean, the one that sprung to mind isn't with WWE anymore, and I'm not saying this because he tweeted me back, but I always liked Ryback. I always thought he was a guy who could. He just had such explosiveness. Like I know stuff happened when he was he petered out with the Rybacksel and the Paul Heyman stuff, but. When he was being built up for Punk and in the John Cena mix, that was amazing. And I always thought he was the standout, really, of the Nexus. I was like, well, you know, you can use the Nexus to get Barrett over and Gabriel. But really, 
the guy who's going to Batista his way out of it is Skip Sheffield, but he got injured. Like, he was always the one who would get the spears at the end. The big clotheslines. Yeah, clotheslines. And he just had such an explosive impact, kind of like Goldberg. I thought they their movement and the way they just threw themselves into things was, was very similar. And he was a good promo. Bully Ryback was was really funny, I thought. Uh, of course, he's, you know, he's he's gone a bit crazy out there he's he does i don't think he says the smartest things on record <laughs> why would he say some of that stuff yep. when there's a recording uh but the I sound like hulk hogan there <laughs> why would you have those views if you're being recorded for them uh but i yes yeah, so i would but fans don't seem to like ryback well i once said he should go to new japan and everyone was like no he's got no place in new japan i was like I didn't know it was out of step with popular opinion here. Well, I think there were, in his original, like, rise, so that CM Punk thing when he had the Hell in a Cell match with him, which was, like, the dumbest thing that company could have possibly oh, yeah. done because that killed all momentum that he had. There, I think there were people that were really into Ryback. I personally never was. Um, and I would almost agree with you. I don't think a lot of the crowd were either because he just got Goldberg chance during his mm. matches. Feed which, me more. He did, he did eventually get over, he did but yeah. yes but a lot of the so right at the start everyone was like you are a rubbish Goldberg mm. and so I think a lot of people sort of turned off from him already I'm going to pitch to you though okay someone who you just absolutely do not get on with um, and who I think there is a lot of potential there is Apollo Crews okay I think there's a lot you can be to be done with Apollo Crews you Cruise. can't just say that you need a bit more I think that he is someone who is uh, with, like, maybe his size is what's going against him, but he's so athletic. He l- he's got a really good look about him. His entrance music is awesome. All he needs is a mouthpiece and not to just be, hey, I'm Apollo Crews and I smile. Wah! Like, that's not a character. What he needs is an actual defined character. And I think you can get something with uh, with Apollo Crews. People loved him before he came into NXT as Uha Nation. Nation. People were raving about him. And I was like, I can't wait to see this guy. I watched his first TakeOver match when he debuted. It blew me away. But then he never followed up on it. And I, I haven't seen what everyone else saw on him. Like, it hasn't come through. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Even, like, you say the mouthpiece is is what he needs. I think it's more fundamental than that. He, he's lacking some kind of charisma or connection. That, But then again, I said the same thing about Jeff Hardy. So... <laughs> He did okay, didn't he? So our next question comes in from a lasagna lasagna enthusiast. So I'm assuming Garfield. Uh, Maybe a common question, but how do I convince my roommate, with a capital R, to give wrestling a chance? He pretends to hate it, but I got him to watch a bit, and he got super interested in Champa versus Dozovic on NXT, and ever since then he's been really down on it, which is fine, except that uh, that he constantly tags... Uh, he constantly tags in on it while I'm watching. Any feedback would be neat. So mm. that he has a, uh, this person, I should say, has a roommate who appears to like wrestling and will watch wrestling when it's on, but can't get into it to the point where he would want to watch a YouTube channel about wrestling, for example. I think we all know someone like that. Someone who, who rags on wrestling all the time. But then when it's on, does sit down and sits there and goes, no, oh, that's not realistic. Well, just go away then. <coughs> I'll stay here. Yeah, and then at the end, oh, it's rubbish, wasn't it? There's something in there. You're not, you're like, you've got an idea of what of how wrestling's perceived, and that's stopping you from treating it a bit more fairly. Uh, yeah, don't show him main roster stuff. That's going to make it worse. I would say, but maybe it actually might uh, help. 
Oh. Because it's it's designed for a mainstream audience. It's designed for people who don't like wrestling. I think I think WWE is designed for kids. Hmm. A kids mainstream audience. I, I'm starting to question this. If WWE is designed for kids, because they say bitch a lot for starters. There's a lot of these. Sometimes they do these set like oh, they do a lot of feuds that are based around internet storylines about like real life dirt uh you know dirt sheet stuff which kids aren't going to be care about when i say kids i kind of mean 16 and under even so i don't know i think like i'm and whatever uh <laughs> but i i don't think wwe is the way to go especially if he got involved in that champa dozovich match so new japan uh but choose the matches wisely See if he gets into the athletic side or the story side. Maybe, yeah, maybe he'll, he'll have some, you know, morbid glee in the ridiculousness of WWE storylines. Yeah, I I would almost go with the, the opposite of that. I think main roster is almost the way to go. Almost like using it as your gateway drug um, and getting them hooked that way. And then, because then what you don't want to do is show them the best wrestling you possibly can because it might just be boring like someone like we watch wrestling when we watch new japan we see the intricacies that they do in there and that's what kind of gets us into it sorry yes mike awesome masada tanaka from ecw one night stands 2006 shown that five minutes out of his time yep he's not hooked after that that's have your, a few beers that's your answer right there <laughs> uh ryan sanderson asks with the may young classic being a yearly thing now do you think next year they should experiment with a round robin tournament two blocks with two winners facing on the final like the g1 or the best of the super juniors or should they stick to the traditional single elimination style i think the first question is are you going to watch it <laughs> I, I was gonna that, yeah I, they could do it either way <laughs> I, I probably won't watch it uh i think it depends on the talent like that the, the at least with the tournament, you can get rid of the no good people quickly, yeah. and and they're not they're not all great. So, but the last like the last four, four matches yeah. were, were were pretty decent. So the G one would require a, a G one structure would require a lot more matches. It's a lot more than I'm going to have to watch and then resent it. And it's going to have the, the match quality will go down because they're not you. It's not a New Japan roster, which is arguably one of the best in-ring rosters of all time yeah i am um, so i only really watched the first round of the may young classic and i watched the semi-finals and there was one good match in all of the first rounds which was Mako satamora so obviously it was going to be great and the rest of it was at times god awful mm. um so i'm not sure having more of that is the way round it maybe sticking to a single elimination is the best way forward but that's not to say a round robin style bracket tournament has no place on main roster television like it'll be great to have something like that play out over a month of weekly television it gives everyone something yeah. to do like that's one of the biggest criticism of against raw particularly smackdown is that a lot of those guys just sit in the back doing absolutely sweet fa just doing nout a tournament like that around like around robin g1 style tournament gives something gives everyone something to do and it's stakes as well absolutely and lastly lendel brenton asks hey do you realize it's the third straight survivor series that aj is the wwe champion and not once is he in the featured match or main event two years ago he was in the five on five survivor series match but it was headlined by brock and goldberg last year he faced brock but the five on five was the main event well hmm. triple h was the main event wwe care enough to have him as wwe champion i guess that doesn't mean anything either because at the same time one by Jinder, but why isn't he seen as a main eventer? What is their deal? With five question marks. 
Yeah, I think you did. You answer it in your question. It, WWE don't see the SmackDown champion as as big a deal. No, as no, it's like not even when when the Universal Title was missing from Raw, Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe was still the main event. Main eventing. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no chance. No, uh, they can say all they want. Maybe when it moves to Fox next year and they actually need to get better ratings for it, it'll be different. But I, I can't. I can't. Not, not for a long time. I don't think they see AJ as a main eventer. He's a workhorse. Exactly. He's yeah. a workhorse. He's got the WWE Championship and had it for a year because people like him. Uh, the gender thing was a, as an experiment that didn't quite work. But people like AJ and they're just quite happy for him to be champion and have his mid-card championship matches. You, the problem when you have two title belts and the reason why I've always hated two title belts is that one has to feel more important than the other. One is always pushed as like your main title. And it kind of flopped in the ruthless aggression stuff between the WWE Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship. But there were times when the World Heavyweight Championship was opening pay-per-views. And it was just treated as a complete afterthought. Similarly, there were times when the WWE Championship was seen as the secondary title. So it's just a case of they don't see it as the main title at the moment. They don't see it as important as the Universal Championship. The common thing there is what's ever on SmackDown. Hmm. Is the they see as the secondary title? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Got a wrestle talk. Get better from Daryl Perry. So we we clap in between the intro and the outro to to know where to. It's a good edit point. We can see it on the waveform. It's pretty much the only editing I do. Luke did the most aggressive <laughs> clap just then. <laughs> After I stepped over his wrestle talk, get better. Well, you didn't start. It's not my wrestle talk, get better. It's Daryl Perry's wrestle talk. I'm get sorry, Daryl. So he's emailed in to say, better be quick though. Luke, Ollie, et al. I wanted to give you an update on my marathon. I ran the New York marathon last weekend and set a personal best of four hours, twenty-eight minutes, and twenty-two Whoa. seconds, having broken my previous best by five minutes. I also met several people from London who attend the weekly park runs, so I may have met some of your friends. The race was amazing. I'm now looking forward to the Chicago Marathon next year. Ollie, how's your marathon training going? <laughs> Luke, how's the 5K training? Hashtag too swaft. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been cycling. I've been cycling to and from work, which must be doing something, right? Mm -hmm. And next week I will properly start because I, it is six months yep. this week, really, from my marathon. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm signing up to a half marathon in February as mm -hmm. sort of a... That makes sense, doesn't it? Halfway through yeah, to yeah. a half marathon. That, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm breaking it. Hey, do you want to... Are you going to leave in the 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 Prince Charles call-out for people to... Yes, I will. I mean, because there's a Prince Charles advert in the show anyway. But this, that's, but this, leave but this that is more, so but this is more targeted, yeah. So I am going to be leaving in there. Cool, so I won't go over that. But I will tell you, not a wrestle talk get better, but a wrestle talk awkward embarrassing uh thing by the bike shed yesterday oh but i haven't heard a story about behind the bike shed in quite some time it's not that kind of story don't worry so i i'm ta I've, I've got a bike now yeah. i'm i'm unhooking my bike from the the thing i chain it up to and it's it's dark it gets really it gets pitch black now at 5 p.m and this was about quarter past six and it's just me there and a lady walks over She's got her helmet ready, She's, but she's looking at her phone. She's just looking down at her phone. She's walking towards her bike, and she stumbles over the, the bike shed rail 
at the like it's quite it's more just like a little step so she falls over that but she catches herself yeah. then she looks at her phone again and she she starts unlocking her bike pitch black she hasn't seen me it's silent oh, no. and i just go thinking it was funny because oh, i no. saw it happen oh, I, no, no. <laughs> oh no i just say i saw you <laughs> came out so creepily <laughs> i thought because she works in our office as well like i've seen her around yeah and uh, i thought you know this is a great way to we're still in the breaking ice stage i would say yeah, yeah. Of, of our new place <laughs> so i thought hey this is a new person haven't really spoken to them yet i'll, I'll do that she looked up terrified oh my god i imagine so and i was, and I was like I, I saw you i saw you trip over <laughs> the thing and then she but she no sold it she went hmm and then she started un- unlocking her thing. And I was like, oh, crap. Uh, and then I said out loud, sounds a bit creepy in retrospect, doesn't it? <laughs> Just saying I saw you in the dark. I'm sure this made the whole situation better. Yeah, and then she looked at me again, confused. and was like, huh. And then she rode off. Oh, have you seen this today? Yeah. Oh, no. Did she recognize no, you? No, oh, no. Oh. It was quite dark. Well, maybe that's better then. I-, I just, I'm telling myself she can't speak English. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure she can. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, would you like to see the uh, update on our uh, hammers that Chris yes. Jenkins was doing? So that is, he was watching uh, Crown Jewel while prepping the hammer. Oh, God. oh, nice. It's got a bit more shape to it there. Mm-hmm. So that is the current status of our hammers. <laughs> Great audio content. <laughs> But here's one, and I did this. Actually, no, I will do the scenario. But uh, before we get onto that, uh, Connor Curran, who has won our competition mm. to uh, come see us at the Prince Charles. We'll be meeting him on Tuesday. Absolutely. Send us an email in to say, uh, Luke, Ollie, El Fagador, Laurie Blake. Just cannot say the name. Mm, what? Um, El Fagador, I think he's written here. Just can't, can't say that nickname. I just wanted to tell you, my, you've got your very own subreddit that I created last night. Oh, God. Uh, now it's still in this embryonic stage of development as I get my head around the CSS that I haven't used for four or five years, but I've started. It should be in your red and white color scheme. I've added a banner and some uh, random quotes generator for all your title cards. Think support WrestleTalk, give a subscribe, be friendly in the comments, etc. Unfortunately, r slash WrestleTalk was taken and it has nothing to do with you guys, so I've had to call it r slash WrestleTalk TV. Cool. Is uh, is there are there any is there anyone on? <laughs> I, I don't really understand how Reddit works. Do I do Reddit.com? Uh, oh, I, okay. Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. And so then rather than squared remove circle. Remove squared circle. Uh, oh no! I need okay, to go another forward R. slash in there. Yeah. 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 Google him on a. Yeah. There uh, are no posts in this subreddit. Yep. There's one subscriber, but two are online. Hmm. Well, it's a work in progress. Um, I would uh, thanks for putting that up there yes well, uh, I, I our like discord the... is very similar and maybe it's maybe you want to go and hang out over there it's definitely got a lot more people on yeah I don't really understand reddit I'll be honest uh, I find it a very confusing place you seem so worried no no I'm not worried I just think it's a bit weird I mean you know, I think discord's weird as well oh reddit's cool yeah you just share links people upvote those links if they're good they appear higher up the homepage. I mean, that, that makes more sense than Discord does, I'll be honest with you. Discord but. is an instant messaging service. 
so it's like it's like MSN, but for lots of people. yeah, for for subjects. Yeah. yeah, but people just say weird things. That's all I'm saying. It's just, oh, okay. It's, I think it's 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 very weird. Uh, what shall we do? Ah, yeah, no, this is what I was going to do. do uh, very, uh, we got a scenario that was sent in to us from Rosie, the uh, the female smark. Now we did this with uh, El Fakedor on the NXT review, but obviously she wants to ask you as mm. well. Hey lads, I'd like to pose a scenario for you guys. The scenario is as follows. You've been kidnapped and the wrestlers from the last match you watched have to work together to rescue you. Who's coming to save you and how do they fare? Keep in mind, Ooh. this is all in kayfabe. If the wrestlers hate each other in storyline, then they might not be able to get along. If they have supernatural powers like Kane's control over fire, they'll be able to use them. If one of the wrestlers is evil, then being saved by them might not be might be worse than staying kidnapped. If one of the hero- wrestlers isn't a heroic type, just assume they're doing it for something other than your well-being, like money or a title shot. Lastly, if you all have the same match or think that this scenario uh, is as it stands isn't great, feel free to change it to your most beloved babyface and your most despised heel instead of the wrestlers from the last match you watch. Hopefully, I explained all that clearly. Sorry if I didn't. Either way, I love your guys' stuff. Keep up the good work. So, what was yours and Laurie's? What well, was your last? Last match. Um, last match I watched would have been Becky Lynch versus Charlotte from mm. Evolution. Because I watched it for Ramble Club, which is up now for ten dollars backers on Patreon. That's a promise I might not have been able to keep. <laughs> <laughs> this is going up on Saturday. We have not finished that podcast. <laughs> it, it's planned to go up on Friday. It might go up on Monday. Uh, okay, and and they they work together as a well, kind no, of odd couple team. Well, the way that I pitched it was more that Charlotte would be so like she would want to rescue me because that's the noble thing to do whereas Becky would not be bothered mm. because what does rescuing me do for her? Yeah. She's already the man. Like she doesn't get anything out of rescuing me. So Charlotte would have to essentially try and rescue me on her own. Um, and the crowd would boo her for doing so. <laughs> and what was Laurie's? Uh Laurie's was The Velveteen Dream and Lars Sullivan. That's a good act as well. It is a good act, yeah. It's a good game. Well, good I game. think I'd kick all your asses because the last match I watched was Ring Camp versus the Lucha <laughs> Brothers. So that is Volta and Timothy Thatcher and Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. Yep. I mean, so that's great. Yep. So what's going to happen? Four people. So what's going to happen is they're not really out to rescue me, but uh, some rich backer has been like, look, Ollie needs to get rescued. Uh, a hundred million pounds to the first team who can get there. And what ensues is kind of a Gumball 3000 chase. Like the rat race. Yeah, like rat race of Ringkampf and Lucha Brothers trying to get to me in time. Oh, buddy comedy all yeah. over the place. So it's a buddy comedy in each team. Yes. But then there's also like, and of course at the end, they all have to work together mm-hmm. to get me out. And it turns out, I wasn't kidnapped. It was all a ploy to make them work together. Nice. There's no money because the real gift is friendship. And then they chop you. And silly. then Walter chops me to death. Yes. Yeah. Because because Walter he's got his problems with Timothy Thatcher at the moment, so they might not be able to get. They'd have to like reconcile all of their differences at the moment mm. in order to to make that work. What a fascinating little concept. This could be a fun game that we can do with other members of the Swath Nation. Email in what was the last match you saw and how or will they rescue you. Please let us know. Uh, let's have a couple of jokes before we get out of here. 
Uh, hey, Luke, Ollie, and the fake one. I'm a long-time listener to the podcast and all the YouTube news. This is my first time contacting you guys, apart from at Wrestling Media Con. This is from Alex Worsley. I'm not sure if you'll remember me, but I was the guy at Wrestling Media Con in the queue for a burger, and I marked out a bit when I saw you guys walk past. I thank huh. you for everything you do for the channel, and I was a proud to be a pod swafter. Anyway, here is my joke. What do you, uh, where do you find a dog with no legs? Exactly where you left it. Keep up the consistent work. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you, uh, you sniggered. That got a snigger out. Sniggered off, yeah. off mic. Um, why, <laughs> uh, why do chicken coops, this is from Andrew Holmes, why do chicken coops have four doors? Because if, be if they had four doors, they'd be chicken sedans. It's a car joke. Why do pterodactyls have a hard time using the restroom? Because the pee is silence. Thank you very much. No? Uh, James Dillon, why do pumpkins sit on people's porches? They have no hands to knock on the door. Okay. Um, I feel like... Oh, you don't watch Taskmaster. You won't know this. Uh, and it's a really good one as well. Um, oh, man, I had a really, really good joke that I wanted to read out to you, but I can't find it now. Oh, that's so annoying. <sighs> is it this one here? Yes, here it is. Knock, knock. Who's there? Europe. Europe No, Europe I think that's distasteful in the Brexit <laughs> light of things. That is all we've got time for on today's show. Thank you for all of your correspondence and your bad jokes. Every now and again, we get to crack him. Um, and we will be back again on tuesday with the raw review but mm. make sure you get your tickets to come see wrestle ramble live you get two shows actually that way you get the raw review during the afternoon and you'll get our live show in the evening after we've screened beyond the mat at the prince charles cinema please do come down we're really looking forward to meeting all of you there thank you so much for listening enjoy your weekend take care i love you goodbye Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.